Welcome to the 13th episode of our podcast series for advisors considering the independent space. Today's episode is why do independent advisors grow faster than their wirehouse counterparts? I'm Mindy Diamond, and this is Mindy Diamond on Independence. This podcast is available on our website, diamond-consultants.com and on wealthmanagement.com, as well as iTunes and other resources. Much has been written about the benefits of going independent, and one of the most obvious is that the economics of independence are superior to what an employee of a brokerage firm might see in terms of his cash flow and overall value of the business. Plus, advisors can ultimately monetize the business in a more tax-efficient and profitable way at the end of the day. And because every advisor wants to accelerate his growth, here's a statistic that's probably even more compelling. According to a recent survey of 67 RIAs put out by Schwab Advisor Services, 70% of RIAs who have gone independent in the last seven years say their revenue has increased since making the transition. So why do independent advisors grow faster than their wirehouse counterparts? That is the topic I want to discuss in this episode. Let's get started. If you are an employee advisor at a brokerage firm, you're likely limited to organic growth alone. That is adding one client at a time, one brick at a time. Nothing wrong with that at all, as long as you're content with it as a strategy and the time it takes to get there. But there are those who want to meaningfully accelerate their growth and to use multiple initiatives to do so. For those folks, organic growth alone can feel limiting. It's often these people who are sparked by the notion of adding inorganic growth to the mix. That is, recruiting and acquisition, those are the folks that feel the greatest pull toward independence and where going independent can have the greatest impact on overall economics. We've talked plenty in the past about the greater freedom, flexibility, control, and customization that independence allows. And that's because there are less limitations around what an advisor can do. But what I want to do today is drill down on the specific things that really contribute to the turbocharged growth of an independent firm. So first off, independent advisors have the autonomy to market their personal brand and customize their message as they see fit. They're free to conduct seminars, host radio shows, write newsletters, without a compliance department taking weeks to approve and often imposing limitations around what they can and can't say. Instead, these business owners leverage the guidance of a compliance specialist who either works only for their firm or is hired as a third-party consultant. And rather than attempting to manage the lowest common denominator of a 10 or 15,000 advisor force, as the compliance department at a wirehouse does, in the independent space, The mandate is to customize the compliance infrastructure for this business alone and creatively and efficiently come up with ways to serve clients best. That's a powerful differentiator. 
Secondly, an RIA is not constrained by a large firm's technology platform, often a legacy technology platform, nor do they have to pay for services they don't want or need. Instead, independent advisors can custom build a tech stack that best addresses the needs of the client base and that allows for the most seamless access and integration. And in doing so, the efficiency and productivity are definitively enhanced. Next, whether it be by way of charging for additional services, like being able to charge for concierge services, bill pay, elder care, airplane financing, liability management, cash management, insurance planning, or family office-related services, or by being able to establish a referral and fee-sharing arrangement with third-party centers of influence like attorneys, CPAs, or bankers, the most successful independent firms are creating additional revenue streams beyond what they could as an employee at a major firm. And given the fact that the RIA has complete control over his P&L, the pricing structure can be customized as well. And finally, and certainly not the least, M&A in the independent space is heating up as enterprise building advisors look to accelerate their growth via the acquisition of like-minded practices or the ability to recruit individual advisors. In fact, according to a report from Echelon Partners, there were 168 M&A transactions in 2017, which represented a 21.7% increase over the year prior. The biggest benefit to the RIA of engaging in M&A is the ability to capture operating leverage. And that is the degree to which the firm incurs fixed and variable costs and how those costs relate to the firm's profit margin. So as an employee advisor of UBS, for example, UBS captures and retains all of the operating leverage related to that team as the team grows and scales his business. As an independent, that same advisor or same team has the ability to continually increase its operating leverage and the firm's margins by adding revenue, but not necessarily increasing expenses at the same rate. Nothing can have a greater impact on operating leverage and profit margins than M&A. The act of increasing revenue significantly, but keeping expenses relatively steady. And with an aging population of solo advisors who must solve for succession, and then smaller advisory firms that generally lack scale and probably succession plans and the ability to remain profitable in a culture of rising costs and an increased regulatory burden, there's certainly no shortage of acquisition opportunities for qualified buyers. And what defines a qualified buyer are those with access to capital and deal-making expertise. The best M&A deals are where one plus one equals three because all parties win as both firms fill the gap with respect to the things that impact enterprise value most. And those things are solving for scale, capacity, 
and absolutely the identification of next-gen talent. So bottom line, accelerated growth comes down to less limitations being placed upon the business. This discussion would not be complete, though, without making it clear what's in it for the clients. Why are the clients of independent firms necessarily better off than the clients of a wirehouse firm? In our last episode, I spoke with Jason Court, who is the president of Quadrant Wealth Advisors. They're a $750 million RIA in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. When I asked Jason about how he believes the team's break from Merrill four years ago to go independent was better for clients, I thought his answer said it best. He said, it's about the ability to customize everything, to do different types of planning, to offer different investment options, to give our clients more seamless access to us via cutting edge technology, and overall offer them a better and more holistic way of serving. This ability to serve clients in a more holistic way stems from the fact that independent advisors become buy-side advocates for their clients and essentially institutional clients of the street with the ability to shop for anything on their behalf, from loans to insurance, trust capabilities, investment banking, alternatives, structured notes, again, virtually anything, including a more curated and bespoke solution set. That in and of itself represents an incredibly powerful shift for an advisor who's been limited to what he thought was an open architecture solution set at a brokerage firm. As an independent the ability to create competition for price and service on behalf of clients is what can be the most meaningful game changer. So when looking at the independent space, no doubt the benefits for advisors are plentiful. Yet the result of these benefits is seen in the growth independent advisors experience. And that's a direct result of the ability to serve clients in ways they couldn't as an employee by being able to expand services, capabilities, pricing flexibility, and even communication. All things that benefit both sides of the table, advisor and client. In our next episode, I'll be speaking with Breakaway Advisor Dory Fain, who launched her independent firm and wealth advisors with offices in Maryland and New York. It's a boutique wealth management firm focused on serving the needs of primarily women clients. Dory actually spent 12 years at Smith Barney, where she became the youngest woman ever hired into their training program. But as much as she loved the rigors of investment management at a big brokerage firm, she knew that her clients deserved more. So she built her own firm from scratch. It's a fascinating story that answers the question for many advisors considering independence. Can I build it on my own without leveraging a service provider or capital partner? So I hope you'll join us. Until then, 
I encourage you to visit our website, diamond-consultants.com, and click on the tools and resources link for some valuable content. And if you're not already a recipient of our weekly email, Perspectives for Advisors, click on the blog link to browse recent articles. Feel free to email me or call if you have any specific questions. I can be reached at 908-879-1002 or by email at mdiamond at diamond-consultants.com. Please note for sure that all requests are handled with complete discretion and confidentiality. I thank you for listening. I also want to thank wealthmanagement.com for sharing this podcast with their viewers and subscribers. This is Mindy Diamond on Independence. Independence.